everyone welcome to another bonus episode of the africa business of sport podcast with myself adam skill and my ever-present co-host jabu Mtua. jabu what do we have for our audience bonus episode as you mentioned adam given the news the new developments around the african football league adam 80 episodes ago over a year ago on episode one we spoke about the CAF africa super league which was slated to begin in 2023 and be a 2014 competition that would revolutionize African football. Over a year later, after some consultations, some adjustments have been made, the launch of the African Football League is upon us. Adam, this is extremely exciting and I'll read the statement that was published by KEF alongside some information that we can get around the AFL on their website. So this is the CAF statement. Africa's highest-ranked football clubs will compete in an exciting new super competition, the inaugural African Football League, which is designed to showcase the best of African club football and provide football fans in Africa and around the world the opportunity to see and enjoy the very best of the beautiful game on the continent. Crucially, the AFL is a partnership between CAF and FIFA. The inaugural edition of the AFL will feature eight of Africa's most famous and successful teams for the three African regional blocks, which are the North region, the Central West region, and the South East region. The teams that will be taking place in the first edition of the AFL include Al-Ahli from Egypt, Enyamba from Nigeria, Esperance Sportive de Tunis from Tunisia, Mamelodi Sundowns from South Africa, Atletico Petrolios de Luanda from Angola, Simba Sports Club from Tanzania, TP Mazembe from the Democratic Republic of Congo, and Widad Athletic Club in Morocco. Crucially, Adam, this competition will begin in October and end in November. So it is a very short format that we have, which is right opposite from what we were promised last year around the 2014 competition that would have been but this is only a precursor to the second edition which is slated to have 22 to 24 teams from the african continent this is an incredible development i think the commercialization of african football is right in front of our eyes now the launch is next month the draw takes place in cairo tomorrow just what are your thoughts briefly before we go into the nuts and bolts of it um, for me, I um, I'm on the fence here with everything concerning the African Football League because I remember a year ago on 10th August 2022, when Infantino and Mosepe decided to announce the then Cup Super League, all the promise and all the glitz and glamour with the prize pool of a hundred million dollars and about each of the clubs that will be participating getting a million dollars for investments into the competition. Seeing it right now being a competition with just eight teams and one where we don't know who the sponsor, title sponsor is. We don't know who the broadcast partners are. And we really can't see the direct path for commercial revenue as compared to what was promised us last year. I'm really not as excited. However, I do know that having a product like this can be a great MVP, MVP being a minimum viable and get us ready for um, the initial African Football League, which should have 22 
the 2014s and really have that pedigree. So for me, I'm, I'm still actively following and see where it takes us. What about you, Jab? Yeah, I think there are some adjustments that we have seen have taken place. Um, at least the tournament length is one that I think is going to be exciting as much as it is a bit short given the amount of teams. You did mention that there's no broadcast partner that has been announced and that is why CAF did mention in their statement and I quote, the AFL website will also offer live over-the-top access to the draw and all AFL matches as well as supporting feature content to keep fans engaged throughout the entire tournament. So while there isn't a broadcast partner that has been signed down, the solution here is to have an OTT service on the website, which I think is very novel in Africa, but it's a good sign that we are definitely developing in a more digital world and there are different ways that sport is consumed. Streaming, for one, is a trend that we've been seeing across the sporting landscape and for it to be coming into Africa in such an innovative way for the Africa Super League or the African Football League, now that it's called, is very exciting. Adam, one thing I want to dig deep on is the AFL Limited. That is the separate commercial company that holds all the rights and is responsible for the establishment and operations of the tournament. And this is information that is available on AFL.Africa, which is the African Football League's official website. And here we get some information for our sport business experts. We look at how this could have a potential impact. Now, the AFL, it says here, operates as an independent entity. While it is a partnership, as we mentioned, Adam, between CAF and FIFA, it is an independent entity, assuming responsibility for the establishment, operation, and administration of the competition. This autonomy ensures that the league can act in the best interests of the sports and its participants while upholding the highest standards of fairness, transparency, and professionalism. Crucially, Adam, AFL Limited, this is the separate company, the governing body of the league holds exclusive rights to all commercial and audiovisual aspects of the AFL. This includes broadcasting, sponsorship, merchandise, and other revenue-generating avenues. This approach enables the league to harness its potential for revenue generation and reinvest in the continued growth of African football. A theme that's coming across here, Adam, is just the commercialization that I want to get your thoughts on just briefly before I give you an insight into how I think it's going to go in the long term. Crucially, the primary mission of the AFL revolves around the advancement of African football in terms of both skill and financial prosperity. By providing an unparalleled competitive platform, the league aims to elevate the quality of the sports, number one. Number two, generate substantial revenue streams. Adam, 80 episodes ago, we spoke about how much of a commercial megamoth this Africa Super League, as it was then, could be. This is now coming into manifestation. What are your thoughts on the structure? It's curious to know, given that this is a partnership joint venture between FIFA and CAF, what is the equity split or the shareholding of AFL Limited? Does CAF has a substantial shareholding within that company? Because clearly that is where the commercial vehicle of African football is headed to. Now, this is where CAF has to have influence and control. So what are your thoughts on just the structure that is being slated here? 
but also the primary objective that the league is setting for itself to become a commercial vehicle for African football. I believe the creation of the AFL Limited was actually a very wise initiative to do at that time because, well, you know, everybody who was following the African Football League saga actively would have read at a point in time that A, Saudi Arabia was thinking of underwriting the competition with a £160 million plus investment and B, did a direct 180 and said, you know what, we're not going to invest into the Africa Football League again. And I'm sure that 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 came into being after they decided that they'll take, you know, down their bid for the 2030 World Cup. So at that point in time, the creation of AFL Limited makes so much sense. And I see why one would do that because, of course, although this is the brainchild of CAP and FIFA combined, there will be other entities from other areas of the world within both sports business and just general business that would find some form of innovations to bring through and would want to make money. And if their investments are to come through, a company which will handle all the ins and outs of the African Football League would make, would make a lot of sense. It's like how the Premier League in the UK is being run by the Premier League and not the Football Federation in, in England. And I, I believe that was a very wise thing to do. However, now that the main guys who are going to bring the huge chunks of money are not present. My question and what I would like to know is, which is even much more important than whether CAF has majority of the shares or FIFA has majority of the shares, where is that sustainable model for bringing in cash to really and truly give us all the promise that we are seeing coming into being, right? Recently, I read in an article online that CAF made losses of 43 million dollars the last time they recorded their profits and losses if you're making such losses are you going to be able to provide at least 150 million from either cap or from fifa whichever body they can attract to bring in and really run this competition that we don't know however having a company makes it very easy to move away from one entity having all the money that's what my thoughts is on yeah 100 percent, adam and actually I want to throw a curveball at you and ask your thoughts on this. AFL Limited, clearly a separate company in this joint venture between FIFA and CAF. It's unclear what the equity splits and shareholding is between those companies. Given the MOU signed between Saudi Arabia's Football Federation and CAF, who's to say the public investment fund through SRJ Sports Investments, which recently just made a $100 million investment into PFL, Who's to say they can't have a stake? Who's to say they don't have an interest, given that they did initially have an expectation of underwriting the cost of the tournament? What if they come back through this new sports investment arm that they have and purchase some of the shares within the AFL? This is something that wouldn't be out of the reach of possibility because we see how much an ambition they're showing in terms of their sports investments of leagues and different sport properties. I mean, Jabu, I will not be surprised if they turn around and say, now you want to invest. However, they'll be making calculated investments where you're bringing in a totally new competition to come and rival the existing CAF Champions League and the CAF Conference League, which are already competitions that are not that huge on the continent. You and I and a lot of young people, we 
week in, week out, watch the Premier League, we always look towards the UEFA Champions League. In fact, we are more dedicated and invested into that than this competition on our, on, on our continent. Who is to say bringing in an African football league would rival and really make a lot of sense in the eyes of people so that more young people and older people will be watching these competitions and want to be a part of the group? The Saudis do not know that. You can promise me, you can sell a dream to me, but at the end of the day, I need to see your show work and I need to see evidence that will push me to want to invest. And I believe that maybe CAF is trying to um, show some form of evidence through this MVP with eight teams. But Jabu, let me ask you, a competition with eight teams and a competition with 22 to 24 teams, can you really use the first one as a stepping stone for the second one? The conditions, of course, are going to be very different, especially with travel, with transport, with fun engagement. I'm really trying to see here uh, what Cup is really, you know, planning with this, but we may never know. We, we just never know. Well, it's about to launch in a couple of weeks' time. So all these things as they roll out, especially the sport business aspects of this African Football League, is going to be very exciting to witness as it rolls out, as I mentioned. Finally, Adam, the competition format, as you mentioned, eight teams for the first edition. The second edition is going to have 22 to 24 teams. Clearly, this is a pilot project for that second edition, which is very interesting in terms of a commercial offering that they're giving. Also, in terms of the quality of the teams, because clearly, if you're going to increase the number of teams, the quality is invariably going to go down. So it's going to be fascinating to see what is the process of selection, how teams are going to qualify for this AFL, and also what happens to the CAF Champions League and the Conference League, because this is clearly going to overlap. We can't have all these competitions happening, also given that the AFL in its second edition is going to be taking place throughout the season. So how is that going to check out with the different tournaments is going to be very, very interesting. And is also going to be the basis of our conversation later on today on the Africa Business of Sport podcast because we have a conversation around the AFL and its competition formats, how it unlocks commercial value with one of the leading thinkers within sport business today. We're going to have on the Africa Business of Sport podcast later on today speaking about the African Football League, the Chief Intelligence Officer of 21st Group, Omar Chowdhury. It's definitely going to be a fascinating episode. Hopefully, it's an interesting lesson for all of you who are interested in African football. So, for now, we're going to leave you. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode on the AFR. If you love this podcast, you enjoyed it, please share it with someone else. Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And just hold tight. We're going to be back very, very soon for a continuation of this conversation later on today on the Africa Business of Sport podcast with our guest, Omar Chowdhury. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and see you again very, very soon. It's cheers for now from us. <laughs>